Hello! Welcome to another episode of Conversations. Before it starts, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone for listening to my podcast. If you're new, welcome. I hope you love it. I hope you listen to the rest of the episodes and enjoy them too. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so very, very much. I appreciate all of you for listening. If you want to reach out to me, uh, you can send me an email, conversations at gmail.com or anywhere on social media. I'm, I'm everywhere. I would appreciate any input you have. I'll be trying to do more contests soon too, but uh, spread the word. Tell your friends to listen. I would love to have more people on board, uh, more subscribers or followers or whatever the heck they call them. Okay, here comes the next episode. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Conversations. Today's guest is Helen Davies. She's a certified body image coach and... She had her own struggles growing up with body image, and that's what got her interested in her field. So she comes from her own knowledge, her own experience, and she's got so much powerful insight on how to deal with days where you don't feel quite your best and the way that we talk to ourselves. So love the message. She has so many positive things to say. I can't wait for you to hear it. If you'd like to reach out, I'm on all the socials, or you can send me an email, conversations at gmail.com. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Conversations. Today we have Helen Davies. Uh, she's a certified body image coach, and also you have a bachelor in science and psychology, correct? Yes, exactly. Okay, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Don, for having me. Very excited to be here. Yeah, well, I you stood it out to me because um, I'm all about, you know, confidence and self-esteem and body image. You know, I just, I fear for the generation that's coming up with social media and how much it influences um, how people feel about how they look. Yes, definitely. It's It's an area that I have always been super passionate about um, and especially when I had a lot of struggles with my own body image and suffered a lot from kind of disordered eating I it was really an area that I thought I want to help other women with this um, as I was able to get through through all these issues that I had and I think I totally agree with you Uh, I'm also super concerned about generations to come but to be honest I think it's something that all of us women have suffered for forever because even before the time of social media with magazines with advertising you know we were constantly being told that we need to look a certain way we need to have a certain body shape and so it's really I think a problem that we've just women have been suffering with um, you know ever since they're little girls and so it's just something that I'm so passionate to help women kind of overcome that societal pressure to be a certain body shape and to ultimately find peace and acceptance with their body. A hundred percent. And you're so right. I'm so quick to blame social media. And I think <laughs> it's just because it's so accessible. Um, 
you know, it's at the ready. All these kids have their phones and or most kids do. And, you know, they just get on and they're just so absorbed in it. Whereas, yeah. I mean, when I was growing up, yes, you're right. There were magazines and stuff where, you know, you could see how other teenagers were dressing, you know, and also like MTV was super popular. So you got to see mm. all the, you know, Madonna and all these famous people and how they were dressing and how they looked. Um, so yeah, that term comparison is the thief of joy is so spot on. But what, what age was it that you started to feel um, more self-conscious about how you looked? Do you remember? Yeah, I was always quite self-conscious like as a teenager uh, because I think the my friends uh, were all very in all very kind of small bodies and I always had a bit more of a, a curvy body. I had more hips than kind of a lot of my friends, especially I hit puberty quite early. So I was always quite self-conscious, but it wasn't really until a bit later that uh, my kind of body image and issues with food really spiraled out of control. It was it was kind of post uh, a breakup with one of my ex-partners and that made me, I had the sense that I needed to kind of change the way I looked because it, I thought, you know, must, that must be the reason why he broke up with me. So I started going to the gym and became really, really body conscious. Um, I got a PT at the time and uh, started, you know, really restricting what I was eating and, and it became an obsession for me, my my kind of sole purpose at that time was just to be the smallest person I could be and to really just um, lose weight, be really tiny. And that was just my obsession. And so it was, and that lasted for quite a few years. And it wasn't until I was in a new relationship with my, my current partner and husband, and he kind of started almost making me realize that some of the things that I was doing just wasn't healthy. I was I was completely in a in a world of my own where I just thought, well, I'm just being healthy. I'm just like eating really healthy and I'm just exercising loads. But actually, uh, my my eating and exercise behaviors were completely unhealthy and very rigid and very extreme. And so it took him to kind of point out to me that there was an issue there for me to really start doing the work on myself and to to figure out, you know, what what had caused all these issues and to ultimately get to this place where I am now. So hmm. yeah, it, it's been a journey. <laughs> that had to have been really hard for him to, to confront you on some of your behaviors that he didn't see as healthy. It, it, it was, it was. And I think, you know, he, he had tried to do it a few times before. And I think I was in a, in a mind mindset of, well, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Cause I'm just being mm -hmm. healthy. And so much of my identity as a person was, was tied to that healthiness a lot of my friends kind of viewed me as the healthy one and the fit one and so and they would often kind of compliment me on the fact that it was that I was that so it validated for me my behaviors I thought well there you go I'm getting complimented on the fact that I am the healthy one the fit one and they would also validate me by saying wow you've lost so much weight and you look great so for me it was just saying to it was telling me well great I need to keep doing this because people are saying how good it is. Um, yeah. Whereas I think men have a, have a slightly different relationship with, or not all men, but some men can have a slightly different relationship with food and exercise and in a less extreme way. So I think for him, he was kind of pointing it out to me as, you know, you 
because I was obsessively counting all my calories and having to go to the gym, you know, obsessively six times a week and do extreme forms of exercise. And for him, he, the kind of repetition of him telling me this quite a few times really sunk in at one point. And, and yeah, so it, it definitely wasn't easy, but having the support of somebody else was just hugely, hugely beneficial. And, and I, I would never, I, I would thank, thank him for eternity for that. That's awesome. That yeah. is really awesome. Cause um, you're right. I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago and the lady was talking about how when she was young, she was larger than her friends. Mm -hmm. And she went on this radical where she was only eating lettuce and she was passing out all the time. And when she yeah. came back after summer break, everybody was commenting, oh my gosh, you know, you look so different. You look great. And she's like, they didn't know what it took for me to get to that level. It's just human nature for people to comment when they see all of a sudden somebody's 20 pounds lighter or, you know, just like a radical change. We all do it. We're all like, whoa, what did you do? You look great. And that is terrible in a way because it becomes that person's identity where they feel like if they're more pounds than that, or then they're not great. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. And, and I think that's why doing this work, it, I'm, I'm so conscious and, and I always tell kind of people around me and, and the people I work with not to ever com comment on these kind of things, because you never know what's, what's behind somebody's, uh, behind that weight loss for example you just don't know what's behind it it could be illness it could be mental health issues it could be yeah an, an eating disorder so you know by by complimenting on someone's weight loss uh you you could be feeding into some negative uh behaviors and validating those negative behaviors for that person so i always encourage uh, people to instead compliment on you know the value they bring to your life or you know other things beyond their physical appearance because you just don't know what's behind it right so did you turn to your mom or your dad at all when you were really struggling or did they comment or pick up on your changing habits no I wasn't living at the time with them because um, I was I was in my my kind of 20s then okay um so in my early 20s, so I wasn't living with them. Um, and actually, it, it's funny, uh, because the, the relationship that I kind of had with my body from a young age, and the way I saw I saw my body was also kind of heavily influenced by actually my mother who suffered, and still does, to be honest, with, uh, with her own body and, mm -hmm. and, and food as well. And so I never felt really comfortable actually telling her she, she obviously knows what I've done and she's, she's, she, she looks at, you know, the, the way I talk and, and what, and the things that I say about my own experience. So she's aware we've never actually had a one-to-one -one conversation about it just because I know my mom still has a lot of issues with her own body and, and she's very closed off about it, even though I've tried to talk to her about it. So it's a bit of a funny one actually with that. Yeah, that is interesting that that's your field of expertise and that kind of the source of what got you there. You can't even talk to your mom about it. She's she's closed off about it. Yeah, I mean, she 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 would never uh, I would say she would never accept the fact that she has issues with her own body she she often tells me oh you know because she's like oh I'm so proud of you for doing this and you know I'm so glad that I'm in a good place with with my body 
and in reality you know I've, I've tried to tell her some uh, and and approach her with the fact that actually you know maybe she she could benefit from from you know not working with me because that, that that would be kind of a conflict of interest right. working with a kind of body image uh coach um but I just think she hasn't really come to that that realization unfortunately um but it's definitely interesting and there's that there's that kind of generational passing mm-hmm. down I think sometimes of of body image and and body image issues because you know if you grow up and I, I know some of the women I work with grew up with a parent or maybe an older an older sibling in their household who had a lot of uh body image issues and he would comment make a lot of comments about their body and things like that 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 would kind of pass on to the the you know either the younger sibling or the or the children because they think well if mom is saying that you know oh I'm fat and I need to lose weight and oh I shouldn't be eating that and I shouldn't be eating this you grow up in a household with those kind of uh, things being told to you it you naturally think well I need to do these things as well and I need and this is yeah I shouldn't be eating desserts and I shouldn't be eating that so you, I do often see a lot of that kind of general generational passing down of certain body image issues and certain kind of food issues as well which which is quite interesting oh yeah and it's like shame yeah. it's like you're ashamed of yourself if you overindulge in something my husband um he did not know what he was about to do but he took a picture of me we were trying on costumes for Halloween and I just had this goofy wig on and he took a picture without me knowing it and it like ruined my day like I was looking I was like oh my gosh and it could have been the angle it could have been a number of things or just how I felt about myself at the time you know just like wow I I really do need to watch what I'm putting in my body but I hate how just one picture can send you into a spiral of like doubting your, how you look, thinking that you look bad. And then you do go down a rabbit hole, you know, self-sabotage. I don't know. It was terrible. (laughs) So bad. Yeah. God, picture sometimes. No, I I totally get you. And, And I think, and to be honest, no matter how good your relationship with your body is, let's be real, like, we're always going to get those moments here and there, right? Like, mm-hmm. the my own journey and, and the women who I've worked with, who've really healed their relationship with their body, you know, th- we all still get those days once in a while where, yeah, we see a picture, or maybe we try on a pair of old jeans, and, and they no longer fit. And you feel like, oh, crap, like, you just don't feel good about yourself. And mm-hmm. as you, say, you start getting into this negative spiral of self criticism. But the, the important thing is to have the tools to be able to cope in that situation and to not let that ruin your day, your week, your month. And before, I know for me and, and for some of the, the women that I've worked with before healing their relationship with their body, seeing one photo of themselves, like you mentioned, would just set them into a negative headspace for weeks and they just were obsessing about the fact that they were fat and that they needed to change their body and, and whatever it was. Whereas uh, for myself and for these women as well, now they're in, they're in a place where, okay, they might still get triggered by that photo and feel like, oh, but then they're able to kind of snap out of it because they have the tools and the coping skills in place to be able to deal with those emotions. Right. 
and I could see where it would be motivational. You know, it could be a point where you see a picture and you're like, okay, <laughs> something's got to give. I, mm. I have gotten myself, let myself get to a point where I don't, I'm not happy with how I look or how I feel. And so I can understand where it would be motivating in some ways, but how do you go about like changing your mindset when you are in that big of a funk where you're just like not happy about how you look? Yeah, I think it, it's really it's really a, a great question, and it, it's it's a complex one because so much of body image issues is really not about body that is the problem. It really is your mind and the thoughts that you have in your mind that are causing these these issues that you have with your body. And this, and I think one of the key things that I always get my clients to do, and that's so important for anyone to really start feeling better about their body and themselves is to start kind of thinking about what is really unpacking actually what is your ideal body and so all of us will have um, an ideal body in our head a body that we'd love to have and a body that in our minds is the perfect and I'm using quotation marks perfect right. body um, and start to kind of writing down what is that and then writing down what is that versus your current body? Now that might seem like a weird exercise to start off with, but by doing that, that kind of what, what is your ideal versus what is your current and starting to see where those differences are and then starting to think about what do I do in order to, what am I doing in order to get to that ideal body? And oftentimes it will be things like dieting, restriction, you know, there'll be a lot of negative emotions tied to get tied to getting you from that current to ideal body and starting to write those things down you can start to actually realize am I am I is this doing good for me like me trying to get to my ideal body it's making me diet it's making me restrict it's make, making me unhappy so starting to kind of be aware of that as a first step is really important because a lot of us actually aren't aware that um, how unhappy this might be making us um, and then the second step to that is really thinking about what are your, what do you value in life? Like, what are your values in life? And starting to, to identify where you're actually, by trying to get from your current to ideal body, where you're actually living in disalignment with your values. And so an example would be, for me, for example, was one of my values in life is like adventure and trying new foods and trying new experiences. But when I was in my phase of, you know, body dysmorphia, where I was trying to get to this ideal body, I was actually completely living out of alignment with my sense of adventure and, and trying new things because I wasn't uh, eating. I wasn't trying new foods, which is a huge thing that I love doing. I wasn't I was canceling plans. I wasn't necessarily trying new experiences because I'd be aware, uh, be very aware of my body and really worried about what my what am I eat and what am I, you know, be drinking, etc. So by mapping that out, I started to, to, again, further realize that actually I'm not living in alignment with, with my values in life. And then you can start to ask yourself, you know, what could I do to move away from that and start to live more aligned to my values in life? And that's, a, I think, a really good first place to start because it can help bring that awareness in, but also help you to start question some of the things that you're that you're doing. Right. Yeah. And that makes total sense because you have to live your life 
And that doesn't mean like, oh, I, I only live once. I'm going to have chocolate cake for every meal or whatever. But you have yeah. self-indulgences and then it does feel more like a treat that, you know, like I, not rewarding yourself, but you just feel like, oh, wow, I get to try something so different and new. I take care of my body. I take care of the way I talk to myself. So it's a way of me enjoying my life because I do all those things for me. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and I think... And then in a more kind of practical way as well, I think some of those, there's there's a few tools that I like to use when I'm having those difficult moments, um, you know, where, I'm, as you said, you look at a picture and you're like, oh, crap, I just, I just feel awful. <laughs> um, and, and one of, I think, my favorite, my favorite tools uh, to use and that I, I often get my clients to do as well is it's called kind of give yourself a pep talk and it's it's based on the fact that the way we talk to ourselves versus the way we talk to our friends or family that we care about if your friend is having a bad body image day you know what would you tell them and so the 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 tool is to kind of write yourself a letter like if like you were writing your friend or your family member a letter in that difficult moment and that is really, really, I think, quite a powerful tool because you start to realize how you talk to yourself or how how you talk to others is so different. I know. I hate that we do that to ourselves (laughs) because it's like, why in the world would I ever, I would never let somebody talk to my mom or my sister or any of my friends the way that I will talk to myself sometimes. Like, what in the world is the matter with us? Why are we doing that? (laughs) That's terrible. I know we we are horrible to ourselves. Like we just, if, and that's also really, uh, actually a really great, another great thing to do is to actually, whenever you criticize yourself or say something bad to yourself or have a negative kind of thought about yourself come up, writing it down. And I know this might sound like, (laughs) why would I write these things down? But again, it comes to awareness and by because we're not often aware because we're so used to criticizing and talking badly to ourselves we're not often aware how often we do it and, and how much we do it. But by starting to write it down, you can be like, oh, my God, I am talking. I am I'm awful to myself. Right. And that can help you to start being like, I need to be kinder to myself and I need to show myself some more self-compassion because, wow. And I think I, I remember when I did this and. And when I get my clients to do this, there is actually that that moment of like, whoa, shock when you realize how badly you talk to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if you're going to be bringing daughters into the world, mm-hmm. you know, because um, if you're standing in front of the mirror saying, oh, my God, look how fat I am or whatever. And you've got those little ears and eyes, yeah. you know, just sitting right there like, oh, that's how we we decide if we are worthy is by how we look. And, you know, not because we are a good person or, (laughs) oh gosh. Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't have kids yet, but I'm terrified. I'm so, I'm so worried about, uh, you know, bringing kids into this world with all of that, but it's going to be for me such an importance where their worth is completely, completely has nothing to do with their body shape or size, their physical appearance. Um, But as you were mentioning earlier, I mean, sometimes social media, unfortunately, we can't control that. And that often is such a huge dictator of, of you know, how somebody's own self-worth um, is. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's challenging. 
Yeah, for sure. I remember there was one time I was trying to get ready for work and I was trying like every pair of pants on that I could and nothing was looking right. They probably fit fine. You know, I was just like, "Eh, this is, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right. And I remember my son, my middle son, he came into the room and he was like, what's the matter? And I said, I'm just trying to get ready for work and I just don't like how it looks. And he said, but mom, your face was carved by angels. Oh, I know. I don't know where he got it. It, I have no idea where he got it. I was like, (laughs) sat down on the bed and put him in my lap. And I was just like, thank you. Thank you so much. Like he put it in perspective. Like what in the world? What am I doing to myself? Oh, that is wow. Your son is an angel. (laughs) (laughs) That is, that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, It really was eye opening. Like what in the world am I doing? I'm, I'm talking this way about myself and my three-year-old has to assure reassure me (laughs) like no it's got to be easier than this we have to be careful of how we talk to ourselves especially around other people that are um going to pick up on it for sure Uh, yeah and and I think you know like where you were saying yours kind of took a turn with a, a love interest that you thought maybe you know he broke up with you because of your body and that's another thing. It's a, it's you taking other people's opinions and trying to change yourself based on what you think somebody else is thinking. And we don't have any idea of knowing what anybody else is thinking. No, no, for sure. And, and, and actually the, the key, the, the, the really important thing with body image is that it, it, it never is just about like, I want to lose weight because behind that desire to lose weight, there's always a much deeper desire for me at that time you know when I was like I want to lose weight be really thin after that breakup for me it wasn't it wasn't I wanted to lose weight and be thin it was because I'd just gone through uh, somebody leaving me it was I want to feel loved and I want to feel desired and I want to feel attractive and I want to feel like I fit in and that was actually the root of why I wanted to lose weight and why I wanted to control my body and manipulate my body so oftentimes the that desire to lose weight is actually something so much deeper it can I said it can be because you want to feel loved or it can be because you want to feel like you fit in or you want to feel protected because society sadly you know has a very fat phobic view unfortunately and so unfortunately people who are in larger bodies have to deal with a lot a lot of you know horrible um horrible things and a lot of hatred from the people so and and that's really sad so oftentimes that desire to lose weight is something that is really something so much deeper so it's it's important to to try to figure that out what where is this desire to lose weight really coming from uh, because that that can help to unlock so much and actually help you to really understand what else you need to address or what you need to actually address instead of just you know manipulating your body right so step 1 in this process of a low self-esteem is just really learning how to talk to yourself and, and figuring out what it is that will make you feel happy about yourself, not other people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Love that message. I really do. I just, it's so, it seems simplistic, but when you're in the throes of it, like if you would have been talking to me the other day, when I saw that picture, (laughs) I would have been like, you have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. It, and it's like it, the thing is it it takes it takes consistent kind of effort to 
get yourself to a place where you can find acceptance. Uh, I, I say acceptance and not love for your body because I think love can be unrealistic, but I think acceptance where your body, you just accept your body as it is and it's no longer a kind of obsession or a big kind of worry or, of yours. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it takes work and it takes consistent effort and it takes that consistent reminder of using those those tools here and there to help you get to a place where where that is where well, yeah, well, your body just isn't isn't really an issue for you anymore. Right. Yeah. Cause is it something that you really have to focus on you yourself every day still? Or do you feel like you have come to a good, happy medium where you don't really think about it as much as how you, you used to? Yeah, for me, it's it's really, I, I, I have, as I said, a day here and there where I do get those thoughts that come into my head, but they no longer, I can easily get over those and they no longer spiral out of control. And, you know, 90% of the time I say I feel in a place of acceptance where I accept my body as is and, you know, my body changes and I'm okay with that. Like over the summer, I traveled a lot I ate a lot of delicious food had a lot mm -hmm. of drinks and so yeah my body did get bigger after the summer and where previously that would have set me into a complete fit of anxiety and I would have been you know uh, completely um, needing to be in uh, be in control limit my calories go to the gym every single right. time a day now I can just accept my body and show my body some self-compassion that okay it's bigger but I am worth so much more than my body. Like my body isn't anything interesting. It's not interesting. Like my body is not the interesting thing about me. I have so much more interesting things about me and I'm not defined by my body. And that I think is, yeah, that's the place where, where I am now. And that's where I help kind of women get to that place. I love that. That is so, so yeah. How can people find you if they, if they want to take you up on some of your coaching? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. Um, I don't know if you're going to link stuff to the show notes. Yeah, I definitely will. Yes. Um, so I'm on Instagram at the Body Liberation Coach, um, and you can also check my website out, which is uh, thebodyliberationcoach.com, um, where yeah, you can find out more information about me. Um, and yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much for all of your insight. It really, it, it was very impactful. I think we all need a change, a shift in the way that we think about ourselves. And then in turn, we'll probably treat other people a lot nicer too. Um, and not judge because everybody's going through their own journey. Definitely a hundred percent. And I think one, one last thing to, to end on, I think really good. If you do use your social media, just to follow people of different and diverse body shapes and sizes so that you can also learn to understand the lived experiences of people in different body shapes and sizes because as I said we, we live in a very fat phobic society so I think it's it's important to understand you know pe how people's experiences in larger bodies and people's experience in just diverse body shapes because yeah it, it is really important for for us to get that perspective and also just so that when you open up your social media you're not just confronted with one body type but actually different body types and I think that that always is is helpful to give you a bit of perspective as well oh for sure that is great advice way to end it that was perfect <laughs> <laughs> thank you so right. much Helen I appreciate your time and um, I will be in touch for sure 
Great. Well, thank you so much, Dawn. Thanks for having me. And I, um, I found this conversation really great. Yeah, me too. All right. Thank you. We'll talk later. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Yeah.